Hello and welcome everyone to episode 50 of the Project Tech Gaming Podcast. I'm your host for this week, Kelvin Rallone, and I'm joined by co-host Robert Garcia. If you're new to the show, we are the podcast that discusses the latest gaming news. Rob, before we get into the podcast though, how was your week? Well, we saw Spider-Man last weekend and that was incredible. So we've been talking about it all week. How? What, what's your final thoughts of it? Like, I, you know, this is going to be a little bit spoiler here. So if you, I, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody for the most part. I'm just going to like kind of like dance around it. But in my opinion, I think it was the best Spider-Man movie ever made. It's crazy how Spider-Man dies, though. You know what I mean? Like that's fucked up. He gets shot. You know, Fifty Cent comes out of nowhere and just shoots Spider-Man. You yeah, know, it's crazy. like I mean, I hate, I hate to spoil it to everyone, but like shit happens. Like he dies. Fuck it. Tom yeah, Holland he dies, and that's that's it's octopus rips him in half, and that's that's the show. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> no, it's, but, it's over. No, it it was really solid, and uh, yeah, I I had a great time. I I really really enjoyed the whole movie. You know how like in movies, there's parts where you could leave to go use the bathroom, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm gonna leave here so I could go use the bathroom really fast. Every single part of the movie, you, there was no good part to leave to use the bathroom. The whole movie, you're on the edge of your seat. And yet, you have a baby bladder, and you decided to leave, what, two or three times within the two-hour movie? Twice. Twice. Okay. But I didn't miss much when I I left, so I was good. I don't like leaving when I'm watching a movie. And it took everything inside of me to leave and pee. Literally. Because I'm like, I can't miss this. I don't want to miss a single thing. But my bladder was literally screaming. And I was kind of like in that like sexy pose. Like, because obviously like our, our, our seats were like, you could recline your seats. So I'm like. Sexy I'm like, pose? What kind of like, fucking, What are you <laughs> talking about, man? Sexy pose? The Titanic pose? pose? The Titanic pose. You know what I'm talking about? Or like you're like laying on your side. <laughs> my God. You're laying on your side. Your legs are like kind of crossed a little bit. I'm like, fuck, my bladder's <laughs> about to fucking. trying to seduce in the movie theater? What is going on here? <laughs> Dude, I couldn't hold it. And I'm like, you know what? I have to go. I have to fucking go. So I ended up going. But I didn't miss much. So you missed a lot. I feel like you missed a lot when you left. No, I didn't. I didn't miss that much. I know I didn't. All right. I caught every single thing. I'm not going to no spoilers. So. Okay. All right. Um. So what you playing this week? Anything new? A lot. Uh, League of Legends. Days Gone. Tiny Bit of Smash. Halo. That's pretty so much same it. Thing I wanna, as last week. <laughs> I want to pick up Final Fantasy VII okay. remake and replay through that, but obviously that's like a uh, we'll talk about a big that. commitment. Yeah, it's a big commitment. So I'm gonna try and beat the other games before I jump back into that one. Sure. Um, but, I recently started been uh, I recently started playing or getting back into Returnal, mm-hmm. and man, I'm telling you, it's such a great game. Like it, it it's an easy game to pick up and play it as crazy as that sounds because it is a hard game right but to just kind of pick back up because you start, essentially you just start exactly where you left off right like you start from the beginning so there's no like commitment of like oh man i haven't played in three months i don't know where i'm at i don't know what to do like you start from the beginning and then you just kind of work your way there so i'm having a blast plus they added that feature where you can suspend your your progress which makes it so much better because it's right. like okay well what if i have to go real quick and now i have to start exactly. the whole thing no so, my okay. issue is what if i have to go and what if i want to play a different game right like i can obviously just kind of uh, put my ps5 on rest mode and then just continue where i left off next time but this now allows you to play another game and then come back to that same uh you know suspend area that you played and go right back where you came so that's that's what i love about it so i'm having a blast playing that um same thing again i'm playing days gone same as you halo 
and just trying to play a little bit of League of Legends, the uh, the RPG game. What's it called? Rune King. Oh, Every episode, King. you just the Rune King. All right. It's great. It's great though. I like it. I gotta pick uh, it up. But I, I'm dabbling it with it here and there. I'm not like committed 100 percent with it. But well, let's get right into the news, Rob. We have a lot to talk about. It's Christmas Eve Eve, right? So at least when this is posted, it's gonna be Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um. So let's get right into it. So the first story of the week. Final Fantasy VII Remake PC port is just flat out lazy. So they have finally released the port to the PC, the Final Fantasy VII game that we've played on PS5, but they've had some backlash over the port, mostly because of graphical issues, frame rate issues, things that don't really happen on the PS5. And that's where a lot of the issues are starting to come in, right? Because a lot of people are not having issues on PS5, but the PC port there seems to be a lot of graphical issues, uh, dynamic resolution issues that don't happen on PS5, things like that. On top of that, there's people that even have 3090s, RTX 3090s, and are having stutter issues. And that's a that's a pretty beefed up uh That's CPU. a $1,500 card, right? Like, a graphics card. So right. you would expect anything you throw at that thing, it would run it perfectly well, and but... Runs that's better than our card. And yeah. they're having issues. So that tells us that there's a lot of optimization issues going on here. And on top of that, there's a game that's being sold on Steam for $70. And it's essentially the PS5 game and Xbox game that you can buy right now. But here you're buying a $70 a $70 game on PC. And it's having those issues. So, Rob, what do you think about this? Yeah, I don't know what the issue is with Sony releasing ports for PC and them not running well on PC. Like okay, now I'll not. stop you right there. Is is that Sony only, or is that like third party games in general, like games going from console to PC? Sony. Okay, so what what was the other Sony game? Uh, that... Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, so it's what was that? Well, it's not running well. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what it is about porting a console game to the PC. I mm. guess it's. Console games, when you are creating a game for console, you know what the hardware is going to be when you're making right. the game. But when you introduce a PC aspect to it, now you don't know who's running what. So I mm. think it's a lot harder. And I feel like that's a, a big trend when it comes to when games come out on a console to PC. Do you agree or no? Yeah, I agree I just, 100%. I just had deja vu. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree 100%. This is one of those things where you would think porting games from console to PC should be pretty simple, right? Should be something that is kind of like easy to do, easy, easy to manage. Um, but more so than not, I'm noticing that there's a lot of issues from console to PC. And I'm not sure why, right? Like these issues should be able to fix at least even more so some of the issues that the console ports have or the consoles actually have and kind of make them even more optimized on the pc but and yet we're getting the opposite and i'm not sure why that is because these consoles now at least the, uh, uh, these consoles now are actually more so a pc than ever right yeah i have, have a bunch no... of pc parts so i don't understand yeah and you you have a lot of options when it comes to graphic uh changing the graphics up on playstation 5 versus PC, at least for Final Fantasy VII Remake, you can't really change much, which is mm -hmm. you would think you could change more on the PC version. But yeah, it's just uh, PC sh should, in theory, run better than a console. 
-hmm. but in this case just doesn't because again optimization like the developers need to optimize this thing for pc as well if they're going to come out before it It, and especially if you're going to charge 70 bucks so you think this is like one of those cash grab situations that we keep talking about where it's like, oh, we're just going to port this quickly on PC, get what we can and go. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Kingdom Hearts, when it got ported to PC, is it, did it have any issues? Do you remember hearing anything about it having any issues playing it on there? Actually, no. I haven't heard anything about Kingdom no Hearts issues yet. issues. Not that I know. Yeah. Um, I know God of War is coming out Okay. for PC. Do you think that's going to have any graphical issues there? See, here's the thing. You mentioned Horizon. I didn't know how bad the issues were for Horizon. I'm, sh- I'm assuming at this point they've patched it, right? Um, Final Fantasy VII isn't technically a Sony game, right? So it's, it's made by Square. So I don't know if there's a discrepancy when it comes to Sony or when it comes to just third-party games in general. Mm, that is true. PC. That is 100% true. Uh, remake is not a Sony exclusive in a sense right right so so i don't know what happened with horizon i'm, I'm going based off of what you said and i think caleb said the same thing about horizon zero dawn because i know he bought it but god of war it's coming out it's a first party exclusive from sony now it's moving over to pc i can't imagine them fumbling this too bad this is their their flagship title one of their flagship titles right I would be hard pressed to believe that they're going to really fuck this up because it is, in a sense, uh, a vision of themselves being released on PC. And if they if they mess this up, then it looks bad on them, right? It looks bad right. on them, especially if they are trying to entice people to buy God of War so that they can play God of War Ragnarok in the future. They want people to be impressed by God of War, right? So I can't imagine them them not putting in the effort that it needs to have to make this port play flawlessly. Then you have the other side where you have Cyberpunks, Cyberpunk, yeah. Cyberpunk yeah. where it runs pretty well on PC, but on Xbox and PS4 ran like complete crap. So there's two and so, coins. And so you know exactly where they started off their yeah, their work PC. in progress, right? Like they, they started on PC and then they kind of, you know, ported all the the, the game to the consoles itself. So this is the other way around. So again, I don't know what the disconnect there is, right? What the disconnect is because, again, I, I see these consoles more like PCs every day, especially having PC parts and having SSD drives and, you know, CPUs. Like this is more so of a PC more than ever. So I, I just don't, I mean, again, we don't know. We don't make these consoles. We don't make these games. So I'm sure it is difficult to some degree, but I don't know. It's it's crazy. I would have thought that for a game like Final Fantasy VII, that would have to be like, you know, Square Enix made sure that this game it would was. look flawlessly, you know? Yeah. Well, I redownloaded on my PS5, so I'm not going to have any of these issues. So Yeah, so you're not playing on PC for sure? No. Okay. No, it's on PS5. I'm like weird about that. Like when it comes to Final Fantasies, like they need to be played on console. Right. At least in the chronological order. Like, obviously, online one, that's for PC, but anything in the, the actual series feels mm-hmm. wrong playing it on, on PC. It's weird. On to news number two. Nintendo warned Switch servers will be slammed for Christmas. Before we get into that, Rob, I am drinking Coquito. If, if you don't know what Coquito is, it is basically uh, Spanish eggnog, in a sense. 
It's and better than eggnog. Better like than a eggnog, better version. for sure. And, and you know, I had to, right? Because we're we're in the holiday spirit now, so it has. It's like a Spanish tradition. You should have told me I would have got some from the fridge and grabbed some, but instead I'm drinking a uh, a Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey. Oh damn! Putting yeah. some hair on your chest there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, um, so there's a little tweet here from Nintendo. This weekend, access will be concentrated on the Nintendo account server, and is expected that Nintendo account will not be created immediately. If you're trying to use a Nintendo Switch family for the first time, we recommend that you create it in advance. Nintendo support. So this is a no-brainer, right? I feel like everyone kind of expects this to happen because you're buying a console essentially on Christmas, one of the busiest holidays, one of the busiest years of the of the year, right? <laughs> busiest times of the year. So you would obviously understand that the servers will get slammed, right? Um, but if you're a little kid, you don't know that. If you're a little kid, you don't know that. So, which is why we gathered a little pro tip for you guys. So, if you are a father or a mother and purchased a Nintendo Switch for your son slash daughter, here's a pro tip: you can create and install the games prior, so that you and your loved ones can play the game immediately and not wait for load loading times or load screens. So, open that ba- big uh, bad boy up. Install everything you need to install. Get that account ready so that when your kid plays it for the first time on Christmas, they don't have to wait and drag their feet. You know they want to play that. They want to play that console like as soon as they open it. So a little pro tip for you guys there. If you think about it, um, we never had this issue when we were growing up. I never cared about that. No, right? No, I'm saying we never had that in the sense that we had Nintendo 64. And GameCube, there was no patches. There was no making an account. It was you plug the thing in and you're ready to go. You pop the game in using your memory card, you're playing the game. It wasn't until, I think, 360 and PS3 era where you need to do like a patch and create an account, connect to the internet. Yeah, you're right. Download your games. Yep. We didn't have to do this. We never had to do this back in the day. God, I feel old now. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you're right. We didn't. We never had to deal any with any of these issues. Which now, looking back at it, like yeah, PS3 era, Xbox 360 era was kind of like the first time where it was actually starting to be a a little inconvenient, but at the same time, a lot of pros with that too, right? But yeah, if you don't have internet at this point, you're screwed because you can't download any of those games. So came and played games for the most part. Yeah, Yeah. back then, all you did was just blow the blow on the cartridge, slap that bad boy in, and start playing. You know. So, Rob, what was your favorite gaming gift you got for Christmas that you can remember? This is tough. I remember specifically getting a GameCube, Game Boy Color, and N64. Like, I remember getting those for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be hard to pick because I remember getting GameCube, and it was a silver GameCube. And obviously, I got Super Smash Bros. Melee, and I remember playing through that adventure mode. Christmas mm-hmm. Day, and it was awesome. Um, I also got not this is not the same Christmas, obviously it's like different years. I got a Game Boy Color, and I got Pokemon Silver and Pokemon Gold. I didn't get just one; I got both versions of the game. And then my N sixty four, I got uh, Banjo Kazooie, and I played that. That's a little more fuzzy playing my N sixty four Banjo Kazooie. So I want to say I'm gonna have to say my Game Boy. 
my Game Boy Color really? with the uh, the Pokemon uh, Gold and Pokemon Silver. I think for me that that takes a cake as the best gaming gift because like I got both versions and I got a green. It was like a lime green Game Boy Color. Yeah, and I remember you had the lime green. I had the yellow Pikachu. Yeah, you get the bright yellow one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So that was uh, what's yours? Honestly, looking back at it, I didn't really remember. But then I remembered about my um, experience with the PS3. And when I first got that, that was really memorable because I bought that with my own money. And that's not a Christmas. Is it? Is that really a Christmas gift, though? It was to me. Yeah, I I bought it for myself. You know what I mean? But I just remember. (laughs) I just remember because I bought it with my own money. I was super excited, but I was sick that day, and it didn't come. I didn't buy it day one. I bought it like a little, like almost a month later. So it came out like around November around November sometime and I bought it around Christmas time. So that's why I remember it so vividly. And I was sick that day. I was calling GameStop nonstop. Like literally I was calling them every single day to see if they had a PS3. And for some reason they one day I called them, they had it. They're like, yeah, we have one more in stock. And I was so sick I could not leave. I couldn't drive. So I told mom I told my mom to to go over there and pick it up for me. And she didn't pick up my phone calls when I was waiting for her to, like, come back from the store. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she didn't get it. She didn't fucking get it. And then she comes in. She comes empty-handed. I'm like, fuck. I'm, like, in my deathbed at this point, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then she comes back. Like, I guess she left it in the car or some shit. And then she comes back, and she brings it to me, and she brings it to my room. I was, like, fucking like excited as hell I, my, my sickness went you were, away you were yeah, cured, 100%, yeah 100% it's like you took a sense of being you're just like you're you're good yep yeah. yep and i remember the first game i started playing was resistance fall of man and that game was tits dude i it's a great launch title very great launch very good launch title compared to other launch titles i think that was a very underrated game oh for sure resistance fall of man was one of the best launch titles um, and I'm a little disappointed that they didn't continue the series i know they had like three iterations but that was such a great game Online was fantastic too. Online was really solid, but yeah, that was my memory. That I think that was a a great time. Um, And then I I do remember a little bit of the Game Boy era where I bought the or my mom bought the uh, yellow Game Boy, and I had a blast with that. But this one sticks to me more. PS3, yeah, that's pretty memorable. That's that's like it's like a little funny too. So, Um, going back to Nintendo and just their holiday season right now, right? I feel like this year they're going to have a great holiday season because if you think about it, they have so many iterations of Nintendo Switch. It speaks to so many people, right? It speaks to people that want that hefty like OLED model with like all the bells and whistles. It speaks to those that just kind of want a handheld experience with the Nintendo Lite or Nintendo Switch Lite. Like there's so many iterations that people are more inclined to buy a Nintendo Switch just because there's so many ways to you know, to buy one, right? Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Do you think Nintendo unveils a new Nintendo Switch next E3? Possibly. Console? I mean, oh, like, Cause, like a, cause, a, a cause completely I'm trying new, to think. Like, like Switch 2, you mean? Yeah, because I'm trying to think a year from now, Christmas-wise, I feel like it's going to get start getting old. In a sense, like if there's still the light, still the OLED, still the normal switch, I feel like most people are going to have those things. I don't want to say most people, but you know what I mean? That like the PS5 and Xbox Series X still feel very new. Right. But the switch feels kind of old. Even the OLED, like don't get me wrong, the OLED is new, but it's still considered like an older console because they didn't really change the internals. Right. 
I think they they have a little. I think they have something going here where they keep eliminating the last iteration and just kind of making another one with a little bit more umph to it. So I think that what they're going to do for next year is they'll probably get rid of the OG uh, Nintendo Switch one, right? I think the one that has like the better battery life, essentially, and they'll have the Nintendo Switch Lite, and then they'll have the OLED model as like your, you know, like your regular Standard. ones to purchase. And then they'll release, I mean, still rumors, it might happen, but that 4K Switch model, I'm still I'm still hyping on that, dude. So that could be that. their their next move. I can't see them making a switch to right now, at least for not not for next year. It's not it's it's a little too soon. We're like kind of midway, and I think I remember Nintendo saying something in regards of the switch right now still has two to three like years left in it. So I I, I think they they still have that going for them. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, just have to wait and see. Just have to wait and see, man. We'll see. Um, what do you think? Do you think they'll? So you're definitely thinking that they're gonna release like a Switch Two then? Uh, not release it, but announce it that's being worked on at least. Just because, in my opinion, it, 2017, it's now gonna. It would be. Was that four years right now? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not that old. I guess yeah. It's just really behind. Just, be, be, yeah. you know, compared to everybody else, I feel like yeah. For sure. I think because we're used to Nintendo competing directly with Sony and uh, Microsoft, that mm-hmm. we're just like trying to compare, like, the, like you know, this is it, but they're completely different consoles at this point that we, we shouldn't compare them anymore. You know? Yeah, I don't think anybody is competing with each other anymore. I think they're just kind of in their own lane. Yeah. And they're just trying to get as much piece of the pie as they can. Yeah. News number three. This was a little fun one. It's not really news, but I thought this would be cool to kind of add in here, especially for the holiday time. Uh, Ten video games that take place on Christmas. First one here is Batman Arkham Origins. So this one takes place literally on Christmas Eve, which is pretty cool. I don't know uh, if I remember playing Origins. I'll that was it. the one that was the only one that was not made by Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a probably the least favorite amongst the arkham origin or arkham series mm. uh just to let you know my dog i has a zoomies right now and i hear has... her sprinting across uh the hallway outside nice. my door and i hear the, t- the toy squeaking oh, God. and it's not like a little squeak it's like aggressively squeaking as she's running so if you guys hear that apologize she's burning energy man i don't hear it oh, but yeah. i, no, I you'll, you'll hear that. the podcast you'll hear when we when we uh, post it, it, it okay. it'll be in the background all right that's fine i don't think anybody cares it's a dog it's fine people love dogs exactly um when i saw her do that though i was losing my mind that shit was it's so funny it's hysterical because she's not like she's she's not chubby but she's you know she's a little hefty right she's She's like a little she's thick so her Mm -hmm. running around squeaking like using a squeak toy and just like having the best time of her life is it's great next one here is bayonetta 2 uh this one takes place entirely on christmas and it even opens up with bayonetta christmas shopping little fun tidbit there if you haven't played Bayonetta 2. Oh, it does. You're right. I do remember the opening of Bayonetta 2, and they were uh, the main Bayonetta and her friend. I forget her friend's name, but they were both like just like shopping normally, and then all the monsters come and ruin their shopping, essentially. Yep, yep. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, next one is Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Takes place mm-hmm. during the holiday season and opens up on Christmas and maintains that Christmas spirit with snow uh, backdrops, Christmas lights throughout the entire city. That was great. I saw that, and I remember playing that, especially 
PS5 coming out last year around, you know, holiday time, so November-ish around there or December, and just playing a game in that Christmas spirit while it was Christmas around that time, it was great. Yeah, it, it's really cool. The way It made you feel like you were actually in that apartment celebrating Christmas with uh, Miles' family and stuff. Yeah, so. 100%. Very fitting, especially with, like, Miles having the Spanish culture. Like, I saw a lot of, like, things that I remember as a kid, and it was just, it was great. I fucking yeah, love that yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. Next one is Dead Rising 4. Not sure if it takes place during Christmas, but there are a ton of Christmas uh, decorations and a lot of emphasis on Christmas. So they don't really specify, but they have a lot of Christmas stuff. So forgot about Dead Rising. Yeah. Uh, Duke like f- Nukem. Oops, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I just I forgot that was like a, a thing. That was like the first like zombie game. It's like a parkour zombie game right is that like one of the first no that's like uh you can there's a ton of zombies unleashing them all and you just have to like kill them all oh that's that open world one oh i remember no open world it's just like you're just in them all essentially and you're just stuck in the mall of zombies but it's like you can you can use the items in the mall to kill the zombies It, it is open world though no uh, maybe I think you're thinking about the first one, right? The first Dead Rising. Yeah, the first, was, I think the first two were, were take, but maybe the, maybe number four they eventually got there where it was like the yeah. World, but but is there a fifth one coming out? Maybe I don't know. I, I this 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 uh, franchise kind of fell off for me. I never played them, but it just I don't see it anymore in, in the uh, headlines or anything like that. So yeah. Speaking of being dead, Duke Nukem. <laughs> nuclear winter expansion pack which came out back in 1997 added christmas themed levels to duke nukem 3d it added evil snowmen and elves with shotguns fun tidbit there uh next one is parasite eve takes place on christmas eve and christmas dude that was another game i wish that, i would have played that game i uh, me too because i so a little fun fact about me and Metal Gear Solid, the way I got into Metal Gear Solid was I had a demo disc. And, you know, back then they had those demo discs where they had a bunch of demos in it, not mm-hmm. just like one. So one of them was Metal Gear Solid, but the other one was, was Parasite, Parasite Eve. Eve. And I played like a little bit of it, but I'm like, this game looks so interesting. Like, I really do like what I'm Was it an RPG? At. I couldn't tell you. My yeah, guess I is, remember. yeah, I think it's made. I just right, remember don't that kill me, but I think it's made it. by Square Enix. Do not kill me if it's not. I think it is. I think it, it could is. be right. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember the intro was like a lady singing like opera or something. Yeah, and, and I remember then the a monster coming or something like that. It was very, very. It was crazy CGI at the time. Yeah, like I remember a, a mouse or a rat turning into like this like zombie looking thing, and I'm like, that's disgusting. Uh, next one is Yakuza, which uh, Yakuza. several games Yakuza. Several games in the series take place around Christmas, but particularly uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2. Uh, players hunt down a character dressed as Santa Claus. So, there's that. <laughs> uh, next one is Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. So, on Christmas Eve, Solid Snake is sent in to rescue the scientists and dwindling oil shortages. Interesting. Very interesting. Wow, did I did not know that. that I did not know that occurred on Christmas Eve. Same. A lot of games on Christmas Eve. A lot. A lot of games. Interesting. I wonder why. Uh, another one that's uh, during Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Um, I apologize. Hitman, Holiday Hoarders, t- two thieves attempting to steal Christmas presents in Paris. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah, that's that. That was a thing. So, 
I feel so, like there's more, but we don't we don't have we don't have them. But if you guys know if there's any more games that happen during Christmas Eve, or Christmas oh for sure, Day. this was just our our top ten. Like this was just ten video games that just so happen to you know play or start in Christmas or Christmas Eve and during the holidays. So um, yeah, I thought that was kind of fun, especially during Christmas Eve Eve. So yeah, but Rob, uh, this huh? You you want to say something else? I was gonna say special shout out. It's not gonna happen Christmas Eve, but Banjo Kazooie the Christmas level that was pretty pretty Wait, sick. What? There's a Christmas level. Which one? That? The first one? It, in the first one, it was like a winter wonderland kind of thing, but it was, it was definitely Christmas. There was presents. There was like a big snowman in the middle. You remember that? I have very was, very little recollection of. It's called off Frosty Kazooie. Peaks, I think. No, I'll have to show, I'll have to show you later. But yeah, yeah I just. Okay. Every time I think of like Christmas, uh, Christmas and games, I think of that level. Interesting. I always remember that game as like a vibrant, sunny. Like I remember playing. I remember specifically the level where you're at like a beach or something like that, and there's like mm, a shark. I know. Yeah, remember that shark? Yeah, that's that's what I always remember about that game. Fun times, fun times. Rob, enough about Christmas. Let's talk about the juicy stuff. PTG talks. So for PTG Talks this week, we're going to be getting into everyone's favorite topic, NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, Ubisoft's NFT situation. So back in Ugh. November, Ubisoft hinted it had plans on implementing NFTs into their games. And they actually had a whole platform prepared for this called Ubisoft Quartz. Quartz is now live. Currently, it's live. And it's a, like a beta form right now. And this is where players can actually earn NFT cosmetic items called digits. And the first game to implement that is none other than Ghost Recon Breakpoint. So, of course, the internet did not like that, right? Uh, and Ubisoft was met with tons of criticism. Reports from, like, Eurogamer even stated that the Quartz digits have sold about 15 NFTs, which is, like, <laughs> 15, yeah. bro. 15. But, right. but Ubisoft still seems committed, and regardless of the backlash, they are still aiming to continue doing this stupid stupid but before we get into the whole nft thing rob a lot of people are asking this very straightforward question what the fuck is an nft because <laughs> i had the same question i'm not gonna lie i didn't know what an nft was for quite some time but i remember research. i remember you it was like 11 o'clock at night or something and you text me and you're like dude i can't sleep i'm like okay you're like, something's on my mind. I'm like, what? Like, is your wife divorcing you? What's what's happening? <laughs> he goes, what the fuck is an NFT? <laughs> I just started cracking up. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It, it's I just keep hearing everything about it. Like I, I'm hearing on it online, I'm hearing on it on the news, and I'm like, it's one of those things where you just kind of blow past it, and you're like, all right, whatever. Like you hear it in the background, but then when you keep seeing it enough times, you're like, all right. This is grabbing everyone's attention. I need to know what this is. I need to be in the know, you know? So, so what is an NFT, right? NFT stands for non-fungible token. If you want to remove fungible because some people don't know what fungible is, replace that with non-replaceable. So it's a non-replaceable token, right? So it's one of a kind. It's unique. So... In, in simplest terms, basically, an NFT is essentially a digital thing that people are purchasing a version of for money online. Basically. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird concept. It's a very strange concept. 
but it makes sense in a, in a sense. It makes right? sense in a sense. I like yeah. that. But how does this apply to gaming? How does this apply to Ubisoft? So essentially what Ubisoft is doing is they're selling DLC, right? And they're adding uniqueness to it, right? Where they're having um, whoever purchased them, they are getting a limited edition of this said purchase of this NFT, right? And in Ubisoft's case, they feature an, uh, an engraved serial number that you can sell and buy another one if you wanted to. So you can sell this cosmetic digit to other people and then you can buy more NFTs. So with all that explained, Rob, what do you think about this whole NFT hype going on and how is this affecting the gaming industry? It's definitely a really unique situation because NFTs are so new and in like a pop culture sense, right? For gaming to get on this, I feel like it's just going to piss people people off, right? Uh, I guess the best way to explain it is there's a skin out. There's a skin. But I can only, there's only this one skin. Like, how is it, how is it going to be? Tangible, like there's one skin that I want to buy. I can buy this one skin. It's mine forever. And if I ever want to sell it, I can sell it secondary. Like how are they going to do like the transactions for like, I want to buy that skin you're using in this game. How do I get that skin from you? That's a whole nother thing. So right. now, now you're now you're creating a secondary market for right. digital items. And I just feel like it's kind of annoying. Like just like make it available to everyone like how it's always been. Now, if someone wants to create a skin and like put it on the on the marketplace, like on the on the store, and has to go through you know Ubisoft and stuff like that, then I feel like that's cool. But to have it just exclusive to one person, like all right, you get only this one skin, they're gonna grab it and that's it, and then whatever. And now I have to pay for it, like an exorbitant amount of money because it's the only one that exists. They're essentially trying to make it like collectibles, like like trading cards. Exactly. Almost. That, that's the best way I could put it. It's like now you have this unique card and it's it's yours and yada yada. But digital and it's not it's not physical and it doesn't really make a ton of sense to spend the money on something like that. To me, right? I think you you nailed it. I think my issue with this is that they're essentially building a currency system that is unrealistic to most people in the gaming industry right for people like you and i where you purchase this digit right whatever they call it digit from from ubisoft this nft and if you decide to sell it at one point i don't know how the currency system goes i don't know if you can just sell it however much you want but that's going to cause like a huge influx of like high demand right of like digital DLC things that you're trying to buy. So if, if I have this hat or this cool mask that I want to sell people after buying it as an NFT and I want to sell this now, can I sell it for $2,000 because it's mine? Is that, is that how it works? You know can what I mean? You, like, can you, can you scalp NFTs? Is that exactly like you could do? And now, <laughs> and now, so what you're creating now is this huge high demand of essentially, I like to call it just DLC because it is DLC, right? Um, just these small pieces of cosmetic items that you can purchase and then sell for a ridiculous amount and then people are just gonna eventually buy it because you know how people are crazy they buy like shit for ten thousand dollars and they're like cool now it's mine but then it's just gonna create this market of like high demand and it's gonna it it, so it's what i can think about is kind of like in the 90s right where we first started off with the internet 
the internet was booming back in the 90s. Stock market was high because the internet just started kind of like, you know, rising up. And there was a bunch of like online um, industries and, and companies starting up during the 90s. That created a, a, an effect of like high demand, right? And then around like the 2000s or something like that, that's when it started kind of dozing off a little bit. And I feel like that's where we're at right now where with NFTs, we're in that high state where, oh, anything NFT related is thousands of dollars because it's such a high popular demand. But at some point, we're going to get to a point where it does settle down a little bit and it'll be a little bit more reasonable. But again, this is not what gamers want from their games. And for you to have something exclusive just because you paid an exerted amount of money for it is ridiculous. And I don't know how Ubisoft thinks that this is the right path to go. I can see it from a business standpoint, like, oh, yeah, this makes a lot of money. So let's try to do this because it makes a lot of money but you're pissing a lot of people off. So it's not going to work. It's not going to work the way you think. Just do it the way League of Legends does, and they do it so well. The game's free. They have an in-game, you know, you can you can buy, you can spend as much money as you want. And the skins are available to mostly everyone. There's They have some exclusive skins they have to get for special events, stuff like that. But you just buy the skin you want, and that's it. I feel like Ubisoft is making it overly complicated by introducing these NFTs. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they should live in the basically the gaming industry i I think it's something that is i i get like having a digital receipt for something right Mm -hmm. something that's unique and it's a one of the internet like for example the first tweet like you can buy the first tweet in a sense like a screenshot of the first tweet ever made that might be worth something because that is you own this thing now. It's not just like an open. It's it's it, again. It's a weird concept to think about because it's not physical, right? But now you're yeah. creating a pro- that problem digitally, which the point of being digital is so it's available. It's easily available to everyone, right? It, so now you're it's making weird. It so mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, it's like they're trying to make something in the real world happen in the digital world. Like they're trying to have that. That thing that's not, there's not a lot of copies of, and make it so there's only one copy of it, which is stupid to me. (laughs) It's all psychological, right? It's it's all psychological. People are making this piece of digital content, making it seem very valuable. Therefore, everyone thinks it's very valuable. It's it's like real life too, where you think of um, any painting that you see, right? Who's to say that painting that you look at is super valuable? Like, why is it super valuable? Because everybody around you has made that particular piece valuable. Everyone has said, oh, this is worth $10,000. Then the other person agrees. The other person agrees. And it just creates this influx of people like, oh, this is a valuable piece of product I need to have. And that that's kind of like how, what I'm seeing here, right? It's creating like value in things that don't really need or have any inherent value into it so i feel like that whole psychological piece plays a big role in it where it's like digital hype it's like oh this is the new thing this is new buzz like we i need to have this and that increases demand and that makes people curious and that makes people want to buy stuff that is like you said it's nothing it's digital so it's just bizarre i'll say this too about it okay say you buy the skin you buy a special NFT skin that only you own and you purchase. And it's a collectible, essentially. You want to mm-hmm. save it, hold it forever again. I collect Pokemon cards, right? So I, I get where how this whole thing works. I will always, always have 
those cards because they're physical physical things, right? right? What happens if Ubisoft takes down the server to where this skin is being held? Then what? Then I, I still have the receipt that I have it, but like, how do I access it? How do I get, or this game is like, doesn't exist anymore in a couple of years and no one plays in that. They're just like, all right, we're done. We're done. Uh, Ghost Recon, whatever. It's Ghost Point or whatever the game's called. Breakpoint, Breakpoint. Breakpoint, yeah, Breakpoint. And now this skin is essentially worth nothing because that's like, a great point. No, or no, it, could no be, it could be the opposite. It could be the opposite. If, if they stop. You know, if the servers are, are are completely done, if they shut down the servers for Breakpoint, would that increase the NFT value for the for the cosmetic things that you purchased? But where does the NFT live? Good question. <laughs> There's so many unanswered questions that we don't know. You know, and this is why it is scary in a sense for a lot of people because we don't know the the unknown, right? It's something that we don't physically understand quite yet because it's such a new thing that's happening, and there's a lot of questions that are unanswered. So there, of course you're going to meet a lot of people with, you know, this, like they're, they're not going to be happy with the decision that you're making, especially how Ubisoft is, you know, taking this into their own hands and actually being like the pioneers of this in the gaming, but not just because of that, but also because like I said, they're, they're kind of scared to know what's going to happen. Like, how does this work? The, how, like the answer is simple. They're trying to create a collectible market digitally is what they're trying to do. Right. In a sense, they're just trying to make something super collectible and make it digital and make it so it's value X amount of money. And it doesn't necessarily translate very well in the digital world compared to physically, you know. Mm-hmm. So and it's beca- it's because of the rise of like Bitcoin and, 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 and crypto. Um, so this is why this is becoming such a big thing now. Right. That now you can kind of like instantly trade. You know, there's no there's no middle person with the there's bank. No middle person. Like that. Right. So. It's. It, it really depends on not necessarily our generation, more than the next generation, and how they're going to conceive this. Are they going to buy into this thing where NFTs are like the thing to do, right? We're going to be like, no, because this is stupid. But the, the younger generation might be like, this is cool. I think it's going to coexist with everything else that we have. Like we have actual money, right? Physical copies of money, right? We have dollar bills. We have... Um, our cards now right we have digital money in a sense we have bitcoin that still coexists with everything that we have and i think this is going to be a part of it i just think right now we're in that that demand part the high demand part where everyone is like the new hottest thing so everyone's trying to grab onto it right now you know and but it's it's, it just scares a lot of people and so much so that i know that the uh, one of the devs from stalker 2 right they announced recently that they were going to invest in the nft whole thing right and then the next day they tweeted about having nfts in their games moving forward especially in stalker 2 but then the next day they tweeted that they are removing it because of the backlash so people don't people don't want nfts in their games people don't want nfts and some devs are supporting it and some some devs are not so again it's one of those things where you're hot and cold you're kind of like not sure what to do and some devs some developers like ubisoft are kind of doubly down on it and making sure like this is going to be something that we try to do and see how it play, pans all. Whereas other devs like from Soccer 2, they're like, you know what? We've had a lot of backlash from this. Let's not even, let's not even like 
like play with this right now because it's, everyone's getting pissed about this. Wouldn't be surprised if EA does it next. Who? <laughs> EA. Oh, 100%. EA. Activision, maybe, because they're... Yeah, they're they shouldn't in, know. They shouldn't do anything. No, they're they they're in say, hot water right now. Yeah, I don't they, think should, they, they wanna... should not do anything <laughs> like that. They are just stopped. Just... But but it's the same thing with Ubisoft. Ubisoft isn't... Like, we don't talk about... you In and, and, and our podcast, we haven't really talked about the whole situation with um, Activision because we just don't feel like it's our place at the moment to be that voice. There's a plenty of other people that do what we do that have, you know, a staple in the in the industry that have a voice that can explain everything that's happening more better than we are right now right but in terms of that situation like ubisoft is on the same boat as activision where they have issues going on internally they have mm-hmm. you know sexual harassment they have all those stuff going on it's just not talked about as much because activision has done it way worse one and they are just in this constant like back and forth with like the, the state of California is involved. So you that that's a big issue there. You know, it made it much mm-hmm. more bigger than than like what Ubisoft is dealing with. But regardless, they, they're on the same boat and they managed to say, hey, we're still doing this NFT thing. And I don't know. I, I don't think it's the right call. I don't think it's the right time to do that. I don't think it's time to do that, period. Like, I don't think they should even pursue this. But it is what it is. They're, they're, they're going for it. Well... Promise you, Ubisoft. I will not be purchasing any NFTs anytime soon from your any of your games. Let alone, I don't know if I'm ever going to be de- buy one of your games, and re- unless it's like Assassin's Creed, which is like the only Ubisoft game that I really, really care about. And even then, mm-hmm. I haven't bought an Assassin's Creed game in a really long time. Right. Like, good luck. It's funny because I'm I'm conflicted. I I'm more so on the I don't like this. Stop doing this side. I kind of still understand what they're trying to do. I I, kind of slightly like the fact that if I buy something, it's considered mine. It has its own serial number. It's mine. It's my thing, even though it's, it's, it's a digital product that I purchased. That means nothing. Right. What I don't like about it is because it's digital. That's the thing. And and I know what you're talking about and I agree with you hundred percent, but then there's like this other side of me where I'm just like, okay, like I kind of see where it could be somewhat cool if you buy something that is something that you feel is personable to you. Or maybe like you were mentioning earlier where you can, if you can make your own thing, if you can make your own sword or your own uh, cosmetic item and then sell it as an NFT, maybe I can kind of see where there's an interest in that. And, and maybe who knows, maybe we just need some time for this to develop to see where it actually goes. But it just right now it just seems dirty it just doesn't seem good if that makes sense yeah it just seems like they're trying to rip people off exactly and obviously us we don't want that we already pay enough for games as it is there's no reason for us to even get into that line of work but anyways i think i feel like we're just rambling on too much about this but that's the whole nfc thing if you guys didn't know about it now you know Ubisoft is kind of pioneering this whole thing right now and we'll see where it takes them because right now it's not looking good for them yeah, I don't think it's gonna pan out for them. I think they're gonna retract, and uh, we'll we'll go we'll see where it takes them after that. But for sure, not a good not a good time to be a big uh, big company in the gaming world right now. Nope. So. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Make sure you follow us on social media and on YouTube at Project Tech Gaming, but most importantly, your favorite podcast service. 
If you have a second, go ahead and rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Actually, both. If you ha- if you don't have both, you know, just you can still go on to Apple Podcasts and rate us. That'd be great. It really does help us in the algorithm. Um, so make sure you do that when you can. Also, our special third and final part of the podcast multiverse with Clara Weavering from Days Gone Pod and Daniel Belmont from Video Games and Coffee will be out Sunday at seven a.m. We talk about how we got into podcasting, why we love what we do, and so much more. So make sure you check that out. Rob, any final thoughts? No, uh, everyone. Merry Christmas. Have a happy holidays. And we'll see you. I will have one more podcast before the end of the year. Yeah. So crazy. This is episode 50. We didn't make this a big deal, but it's episode 50. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. After January, first week of January will be the... The, the the one the, year the year one year of us doing the yeah. podcast yeah crazy well everyone merry christmas and thanks for listening